Welcome to the As the Leader Grows podcast. I am your host, Ken Jocelyn. I truly believe that everyone has something incredible to offer this world, but we too often get in our own way. We let the noise of this world crush our confidence and rob us of our focus. We let people and circumstances influence how we lead ourselves and how we lead others. The good news, you're not alone, and the change you desire is not out of reach. It's just on the other side of your decision to grow. A decision to grow into the leader that you're meant to be. If you're ready to build the confidence, gain the clarity, and create the community you deserve, you have landed in the right spot, and now is your time to grow. I've got my good friend joining us today, Dr. Greg Reed, author of some pretty amazing books and just an overall pretty amazing human being. Greg, good to see you there, again, my friend. There you go. I love your DJ voice. It's so funny. We're talking offline. Blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden it comes on. Hey, guys, gals, you got it going on. I love it. Yeah. Hey, tell Greg, tell our audience real quick a little bit about yourself. I know we've we've had you on the podcast before. Tell everybody a little bit about what's going on with you now. Obviously, you've been on kind of a COVID break, not a lot of live events. You've got some stuff going on right now, but tell everybody a little bit about what you've got going on down there in Carlsbad, California. Yeah. Well, for those of you new to the work, uh, my name is Greg. Good to see you. I'm in Carlsbad, California, like you just said, and write books, make movies, uh, and doing a couple of new TV uh, shows, which I'm excited about. But live events, look, they're coming back. I'm looking forward to being at your mastermind coming up in Scottsdale. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Amazing people coming in. And then we have our secret knock and you know some of our activities as well. Hey, talk a little bit about secret knock. I'd love for audience to, our audience to hear a little bit more about that. Top, one of the top five, I think, in Inc. Magazine, uh, entrepreneur events, conferences, masterminds, wherever you want to phrase that. Um, talk a little bit about that. What, what's going on this year for you guys? Yeah, people found us by accident. It's so interesting. Uh, so basically, I've been writing books for the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Everyone's heard of Think and Grow Rich. So I've had a chance to go face-to-face, knees-to-knees with amazing human beings. And folks said, how do I meet your friends? So I started an event in my living room 15 years ago, and now we're Forbes Magazine, Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur, Yahoo, top-rated event in the world for networking and business leadership. And the way we did it was with one rule, be cool, meaning that, look, no whiners allowed at our event. You have to fill out an application, make sure you're of like mine, because, look, if water runs out on your table, don't complain, man. Just get up and get some water and bring some back to everybody else. If there's trash on the floor, throw it in. Be normal. And by creating a sphere of influence of positive, like-minded people, the relationships and the opportunities are expansive. We were talking about this offline because some people know the role you've played in my life over the past year. We've seen some exponential growth, not only in my real estate business, um, but also in Growth Stack Drive. We've literally grown. We're going to have our first six-figure month, it looks like, this month. Good for you. Um, yeah, which is unbelievable. And we're just turned a year old. Um, our goal, is we're looking at seven figures over the next 12 months in our consulting and coaching company, which is, you know, which is unbelievable to be a year old. And here we are. Um, but you talked about relationship. We talked about community a little bit because community is huge for us at Grow Stack Drive. One of, the, one of the game changers for me, I've had a couple of game changers, and it's always geared around relationship. Um, but one of the game changers was you and I did an Instagram live and you just, you just offline said, Hey man, if you're ever in California, I'd love to come see you. I'd love for you to hang out. And I was like, well, matter of fact, I'm going to be there in 10 days. And so you said, here's my address. You get 90 minutes. And I drove down and, and it was a game changer for me. And you have been one of those guys, 
um, that has been in my corner, trumpeting, encouraging, pushing, you know, cheering on. And to talk about the secret knocking. And, and that really, that community, that tribe, as Seth Godin calls it, talk about the importance of finding those types of relationships in your life, well, Greg. Yeah, we got to surround ourselves with people that are positive solution searching, but also people that know what the hell they're talking about. And that's what's missing. They're missing a credible source. There's so many of these Instagram wannabe people, and let's have accountability. It's our fault. Because mm-hmm. as motivational mm-hmm. leaders, we got on stage and for the last 20 years told people to fake it till you make it. And now they're faking it and we can't get mad at them. We're the ones that told them to do it. The same note, it's time to start getting real. Who is getting the results that you want for yourself? Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you want to open up a brand new restaurant chain, let's say, well, a good buddy of mine, Gene Landrum, he created Chuck E. Cheese, but he did it 40 years ago. I don't know if I go to him. I might go to Mr. Beast Burgers who's doing ghost kitchens or you know, right. Guy Fieri or someone who's doing it today and ask them for guidance. And if you can surround yourself with people that are getting the results that you want for yourself today, you can add your own spin and do it yourself. One of the game changers for me in my life, and this really, this we're starting this GSD Live tour with all of the communicators and speakers that are coming to our boot camp in, in June in Scottsdale. Um, if you haven't got a ticket, there's 12 left. We've sold 48 tickets. There's 12 spots left. This is a this is a small event um, with literally, I told somebody outside of GrowthCon, um, this, this our, our, our speakers that we have coming in, you, Sharon Lecter, Anthony Trucks, Carlos Reyes, Steve Trank, Bill Walsh, um, Scott Duffy, all of these people we've got coming in literally rivals the people that Grant has on his stage. A game changer for me a year ago was read, and I'm not a big reader. I'm actually reading Donald Miller's book right now with my team. It's hard because I'm a little ADHD, probably a little bit like you are, um, was, was Three Feet from Gold. I picked that book up and read it in nine days. Like, dude, that just does not happen. If you know me, you know that just does not happen. But one of the things you talked in that book, and you were mentioning it just a minute ago, was advice versus counsel. Kind of drill into that a little bit, Greg, in in that book, and and maybe talk a little bit about Three Feet from Gold. Yeah, so successful people seek counsel and failures listen to opinion. What's the Mm -hmm. difference? Opinions based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, or inexperience, where counsel's based on wisdom, knowledge, and mentorship. The realities are if you go to a family friend and say you're going to write a best-selling book, they might try to talk you out of it to protect you, to keep you safe. Like they know we've got, you know, a little bit of attention disorder here and I'm dyslexic and plus they've never written a best-selling book. But if I go to Jack Canfield or Mark Victor Hansen, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, sold a billion copies and say, hey, I want to write a book. They're going to say, sit down. Here's what you need to know and give you counsel based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. If we would spend our activities, again, only seeking counsel, a credible source, and ignoring people's opinion, that's the day our lives would change. The big question is, where are we getting our information from? So what are the ways to get information from those people? Talk about We talked about my event. We talked about your event. What are some ways that you have done in the past to be able to get in front of those people to get that counsel? Well, here's the first of all, I'm going to talk people kind of out of going to our events because you don't need our events, but what you need to do is take action because it's the action in the law of attraction that makes your dreams mm-hmm. be a reality. Think it, feel it, get off your backside, take action and you got to do it. So for me, it's specificity. Look, I don't, no one wants to brain pit. No one wants to go to lunch with you. They don't want to have coffee and they don't want to have to go to dinner. So if you can be specific in your ask, amazing things happen. So if I was writing a book again, three feet from gold, I'd reach out to the creator of NASCAR and say, Hey man, 
I'm asking for 12.5 minutes of your time. I promise that's all. I'll cover all my own expense to get to you. From the moment I open the door to the moment I leave will be 12 and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you one question. Why you didn't quit before the miracle became a reality. The chance of them coming down from their office to the break room to do that is so high because it's specific and it's it's detailed. But most people don't do that. They have this open-ended question and no one wants to you know, put themselves in a position where they're going to have to kill three hours with someone they don't know. <coughs> so specificity is the key to opening the doors of opportunity. I love that. You, you talked about the Three Feet from Gold book in, in the premise that came from Napoleon Hill's original book. Mm-hmm. about the miner who stopped three feet from gold. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that story, because for me, the fascinating part isn't that he stopped. Somebody else came in and, and won big, but it's that he, from that experience, really, really took his life in a different direction, but still won um, in, a, in a different arena or a different vertical. Talk a little bit about that, Greg. Well, I actually, I'm going to spin that one a little bit for you because it's something I, I rarely talk about. So Three Feet from Gold is a story about a guy who had gold fever, gave up on it, sold the uh, mine to a junk man. The junk man went to a local engineer and told him where to find the gold and tapped back into it and made millions of dollars. But let me tell you the other side of that story. You say the cat that quit, his name is R.U. Darby. And when he went home and he caught wind that the junk man made millions of dollars off the thing that he gave up on. He used that as a determining, you know, driving force, kind of like our buddy C-Rock. He used it as rocket fuel to go to the Mm -hmm. next level. Mm -hmm. And he got into the insurance industry and he said that I will never, ever give up again three feet from gold. And he ended up making a fortune himself doing another chosen field of endeavor. But he took that lesson and he applied it. See, that's the big secret between success Mm -hmm. and setback. Some people get that lesson, but they don't learn from it. Other people see the opportunity where other people just see the obstacle. And it's the people that turn those obstacles into the opportunities. They're the ones that we tell the stories about. So, so Greg, why do people not, why do people not learn from that? Because the majority of people, had they been in that same situation, sold a business, walked away from, you know, albeit this is an actual gold mine, walked away from a gold mine only to watch the next guy come in and immediately strike a risk. They gave up when they were almost there. What causes people not to learn from that and to be able to use that as well, that experience? I, I think you're asking two different questions. So I'm, I'm going to go to the first one. The reason the first guy did it because he didn't see counsel where the junk mm. man did because he went to a local engineer who taught him the answer. So that's the pivotal that's answer good. right there, right? And then the other one is that people, you know, usually see it and they go, oh, I missed my opportunity. And they think that another one's coming or, you know, they look back in life and say, I wish I could have. They live on the wishes. You know, I wish I would have. How many times have we had a million dollar ideas in the shower? And by the time we brush our teeth it's down the drain, 10 years later, you see a mm-hmm. billboard with your idea and go, that was my idea. We've all done it. Right. And the only difference between you and them is that that person took action again because it's the action and the law of attraction. You know, Bob Proctor and I wrote a book together called Thoughts Are Things, where we realize that thoughts are not things. Thoughts are just thoughts. It's only thoughts backed by your actions become your truth and reality. So the how many times have we had that conversation driving home for 20 minutes ago, when I get home, she's going to say this, and I'm going to say this, and oh yeah, and then you're going to have this argument, and you get home and everything's fine, you go, man, I just wasted 20 minutes of a fake conversation that played in her mind. So we spend literally like the cliche bumper sticker 90% of the time worrying about 10% that comes to truth. I love that. Favorite book you've written so far? Uh, 
my first one, The Millionaire Mentor, only because I was turned down so many times, 268 rejection letters in a row till the 269th one said, we'll do it. And that book went on to become a global phenomenon. In fact, one quote from that book alone was shared 37 million times. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty awesome when uh, you get something that goes out to impact the lives of that many. One of the things I remember about coming to your house um, last year was in your house, you have a basket. Tell everybody what's in that basket. Well, I'll show you. <clears throat> oh, one second. There we go. Drum roll, please. This is a basket. This is all my. This. Yeah, these are all my rejection letters of everyone telling me why I'll never be an author. And here we are, 118 books, 45 languages with a star on the Walk of Fame later, uh, honorary PhDs in literature and philosophy, because I would not let another person or myself talk me out. Now, listen to this, of what I knew to be true. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't wish. I didn't believe. I knew I was onto something. I just didn't know how to do it. It's kind of like digging a pool. I want to pull in my backyard. I have no idea how to do it. So I got to find the answers and the solution or surround yourself with experts that can make it become a reality. That is the secret. Surround yourself with people that are getting the results you wish. So again, what are the ways for people to put themselves in proximity? Grant says this all the time. Proximity is power. And this is one of the things that I have learned to be true. Obviously, we have events, but what are some of the ways to be able to put yourself in proximity to amazing people like you and Sharon Lecter and some people like Grant Cardone? Yeah, I actually wrote the book called Power of Proximity also. And that was the whole key to success is surround yourself with people. Look, they're everywhere. I mean, you can go to any event. You also got, guess what? Uh, I don't know about you, but you got one of these cell phones. Uh, Right now, you have access to more people, more content, more information than Bill Clinton did as president of the United States of America right here in your phone. There is no excuse. This morning, if I showed you the people I've been texting with would blow your mind. And I'm on Instagram and I'm DMing people. I mean, when I was, you know, in my twenties and thirties, there's a comedian named Dane Cook. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Love it. So he and I are chatting now on, I'm like going, here it is. Bella Porch is the biggest star on TikTok and saying her and I are chatting. I'm like, oh, it is so cool how we have more access now to people than we ever did before. And the way you do it is specificity. Again, no one wants a brain pick, folks. Right. I, I love um, I love the fact and we talked about this offline just a while ago. Obviously, myself, several people that it's it's so cool when I meet somebody and I connect with somebody else, same, same field, but I connect with somebody else who I'm connected with from a different person and your name comes up and I'm like, Oh yeah, I I love Greg. And he's like, Oh, let me tell you. And he just goes on and on and on and on and on. And I, and I know you've been doing this long enough, enough books. You mentioned C-Rock just a minute ago. Mikey and I are really, really close. He, I, he calls me uncle Ken. I call him my little, you know, my little brother, I'm big brother. He's little brother. He just did his book. Grant did the forward. Man, how, tell me about the fulfillment you get, Greg, when you get up and you see guys that are around the country and girls around the country that are crushing it. You know that your fingerprint is on their life. I think that's why we get into this industry of personal development and personal growth. And, and we, when we first start getting into it, we say, if I can impact the life of one person, I've done my job. Well, here's the big question. What happens when it's 100 people and then 1,000 people and then millions of people? 
And then exponentially, it keeps growing. And to me, that is the most uh, sexy part of this space. And the hardest part about personal growth is that pesky growth part, right? <laughs> it's like learning through the missions. And I realize now it's the power of exponential growth. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm working on now. So for example, as you know, I've got a movie on Netflix called Wishman. Well, look, I can write another hundred books and impact the lives of another few million people, but I do know that that one movie has been seen by tens of millions of people. And so I'm realizing the power of the exponential growth. So now I'm looking into TV, I'm looking to do more film, I'm looking to do these things because I'm saying, how can we you know, impact the lives of many more people in a subtle way? And it's not standing on a soapbox saying, you should do this, you should do this. Right. But if we can make meaningful messages where people see themselves in the storyline, and then they go and imply it. Who cares who gets the credit? Our job is just to plant those seeds so that we can see the success down the line. So your, your movie you just mentioned, um, you did for Frank, who just recently passed away. You guys had his memorial, I guess, in the last probably two or three weeks. I guess mm -hmm. you had his memorial. Um, talk a little bit about that movie and, and why you did. You've never done a movie before. This isn't like something you have expertise in. You've never done a movie and here's, you know, Frank that does that started the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And you thought, man, what a way to honor an amazing man. Talk about that process and why you did that. Yeah, I, I did five movies before them, but they weren't real movies. They were, you know, handheld cam type things. But that the fact of the matter is I was sitting down with Frank, founder of Make-A-Wish, and I asked him what his wish was. And it was to have his story be told into a major feature film. And he signed over his life rights and it says, I'll make it into a film. I just don't know how. But he trusted me because we wrote a book called Stickability, The Power to Persevere, mm -hmm. and I knew I could find a way. And so I started seeking counsel from so many different people. And then it took many years and trials and tribulations, but it came out in 2019, and it actually made the final list for the Ballad of the Oscars. And we're trending, I believe, worldwide right now on Netflix, and it's called Wishman. And the moral is, is that everyone can be a hero. You don't need to be a millionaire or a celebrity or a billionaire to leave a positive impact. Everyone can do something. You can give a pair of socks to a homeless person. You can stop a bully from fighting. There is no excuses. Everyone can do something to have a ripple effect to impact the lives around them. So obviously we just, we've come off of COVID. The world's kind of opening back up, even in California, even, even in California, the world's opening back up. I live in the Southeast. We've been open for a while, right? Um, the world's kind of opening back up now, but, but talk about that, Greg, the importance of every individual at, at no matter what level, being a positive impact and force for good in their in in their individual lives. Well, again, I wrote the book called Positive Impact. Every word is I wrote the book on it. It's so kind of interesting how it is kind of interest you know how it all plays together. So look, through COVID, I had an interesting experience. Like everyone has their different takeaways, and here's what I realized: I have an incredible death style. Everyone talks about lifestyle, but I have an incredible death style. And what that means is that I realized when things were hitting, I always plan for the, you know, I expect the best, but I plan for the worst. And so when it all hit, no one knew what was happening. You guys all remember, look, everyone's going, there's no pulling paper, people freaking out. So I called my lawyers. I called my accountants. I called my CP. I called everyone says, how do, how, how do I look? Do I have life insurance? Am I set? How's everything? Is my ducks in a row? And I found out. Yeah, my kid's going to do quite well if I pass away. Right. And guess what? I wrote a hundred something books. And guess what? We got a movie. I, I had a pretty good death style, meaning that things are pretty well. And then as soon as I felt comfortable in that space, I remember walking outside and I said, well, what's my next 
lifestyle going to look like? When things open up, what's it going to look like? And I realized I had three brand new cars in the driveway that I wasn't even allowed to drive because of COVID. And I said, do I really need this? And I said, no. So I turned, you know, one of my Porsches back and said, look, I, I, what a, a ridiculous expense. And I started looking at the way I was living and seeing why I was living that way. And quite honestly, a lot of it was based on ego, keeping up with the Joneses and all my neighbors, you know, my friends, the appearance of what it was. I said, I think I'm done with that. From now on, I'm going to start living the life, my next lifestyle, the way that I want to live, not to other people's expectations. So as things open up in June 15th in California, no more masks, everything, 100% of businesses, I'm going to start living the life that I want to live, not the one that I think that other people want to see. How crazy is that? I absolutely, I absolutely love that. And, and and isn't it isn't it really cool how we can take tragedy or something like you know the pandemic and the COVID outbreak to cause us to shift our perspective where we go now what? Because it causes us to slow down. Like why am I doing this? And then it causes you to gain new perspective and really a metamorphosis, a, a transition from who Greg Reed used to be to who Greg Reed is today. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I think, yeah, yeah, although business or activity slowed down, my brain sped up. So Mm -hmm. in that same time, I wrote five books that are becoming out. I'm working on uh, two new TV shows and a brand new major feature film. And, 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 and so actually I I looked at it as like a slingshot opportunity. Right. What I was going to do is start loading up and loading up and loading up. While no one's looking at my windows and paying attention, I'm loading up. So when things open up now, let go. You're going to see me everywhere. Why? Because I've been loading up, loading up, planning for the next chapter of what's coming. Well, I love it. I think I believe the first live event that you're speaking at since COVID is is when my event. Next week, I'm doing Bill Walsh Rainmaker in in Vegas. That's right. Then it's going to be your event. Then it's going to be my prosperity camp. And it's kind of cool. In my house, I'm doing a really neat event where I've got the founder of uh, E! Entertainment. You know, everyone watched Inside Mm -hmm. Edition. He's coming in. I've got Oscar-winning producers coming in. I've got the guy who's on the cover of Call of Duty, all these amazing people coming in. Just so we can go face-to-face, knees-to-knees with people that are accomplishing what we want. And then door number two after that, I've got a couple things lined up. But I'm filming my next show on June 22nd up in L.A., and I'm excited about that. Awesome. Greg, best way for people to connect with you? Uh, Direct. Uh, Go to Instagram, Greg S. Reed, and DM me. The only question is, you know, if you say, what book should I read? Who's a good contact for me? I'm your guy. But if you want to talk about the weather, what you had for dinner, your kids, probably you're not going to hear back. So the whole idea is specificity is the key, how you can open the door. I'm going to be very clear. If I come off stage and there's 10,000 people and there's a long line of people that want to talk to you, it's amazing because they say the nicest things. How can it be of service? How can it be of contribution? How can I work with you? I don't have 30 minutes to do a resume background check and there's a long line. But if you come up and say, man, I love your work. I saw your Instagram. Uh, I make really nice memes. Let me send you one. If you like it, maybe you use me. In eight seconds, I know who you are, what you do. You got my cell phone and we're in contact. Specificity is the key to open up the doors and you can have it too. I absolutely love that. So guys, Greg, Greg Greg's going to be with us at our, at our Growstack Drive Bootcamp in Scottsdale, Arizona, June the 11th through the 13th, growstackdrive.com forward slash Scottsdale. Um, we've got 12 or 13 tickets left for that event. Greg, Sharon Lecter, 
um, Anthony Trucks, Tory Cruz, Carlos Reyes. I was just at Carlos's event last weekend um, in Phoenix, the weekend before last in Phoenix. They had 750 people there um, at his um, wholesale. He's you know been one of the biggest property guys in in the country. Him and Sal and their team absolutely crushing it. And um, one of the things you mentioned earlier, and we'll close on this note, is you talked about getting around like-minded people that have the same DNA. And literally everyone we've got coming into this event, and you and I have had some off, off-air conversations because I'm learning my way. Like literally, if I have, I stumble or something happens, you're the first one I text. Hey, Greg, can, I, I text you on Easter and you call me on Easter Sunday night. Hey, dude, can, you got a minute to just whenever you got me, can you call me? And you call me Easter Sunday night and walked me through some things. So, number one, dude, my, my hat's off to you. Extremely grateful for, for your counsel, for your counsel on how to navigate through this being brand new in this. Um, talk about the importance of being around like-minded people that have that same DNA. Well, I will say this, your boot camp, I, I'm excited. <laughs> the guy, I'm fired up. I want to hang out. So like, for example, Anthony Trucks is coming to speak at Secret Knock, yeah. and he and I have talked on, you know, Instagrams, but I haven't hung out with the dude yet. So I'm excited about that. Sharon Lecter and I, look, together, we wrote yeah. Three Feet from Gold. We wrote, you know, all these different projects, success and something greater and doing the Napoleon Hill work. And her and I get to get the band back together. How exciting is that? I get to hang out with you and find out all the things that's going on. We got Scott Duffy is one of the greatest business minds and philosophers. Yes. I'm excited to attend. That's what's neat. So for the people right now are watching this, they're going like, I'm on the fence. Trust me, just stop. Come hang out with us because we are going to an event that we want to hang out with and we want to grow and learn and associate with positive like-minded people. And we want to say thank you for bringing us all together because I got to tell you, it is time and the time is now. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Guys, Greg Reed, um, go to follow, uh, Instagram, follow him, Greg S. Reed on Instagram. DM him, pick up three feet from gold if you have not read this. Um, listen, man, for the next about eight, nine days in a row, I've got every one of these speakers that are coming to our um, boot camp June the 11th through the 13th are going to be on in, on uh, Facebook Live, YouTube Live. Super excited for this GSD Live World Tour. Um, and we'll end this in June. Uh, Greg, I appreciate you, my friend. See you soon. Bye. Super grateful. Love you, buddy. Y'all have a great day. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us on our Gross Stack Drive podcast. Again, I am your host, Ken Jocelyn. Grow Stack Drive, where we help business professionals build confidence, gain clarity, and create community. Thanks for joining us today. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the As the Leader Grows podcast. My heart is always to add value to others on their journey to becoming the best version of themselves. If this episode did that for you, Please subscribe, like, and share. Also, as a thank you for listening, please visit book.growstackdrive.com to get a free digital copy of my Amazon best-selling book, As the Leader Grows. Tune back in often and continue your journey of growth, whether it is here or elsewhere. The best investment you can make as a leader is in yourself. 